0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of New Era Fintech Podcast. Today, I am joined by Disha Pai. Now, Disha Pai, I, we, we go way back. I know her very well. Um, she is the founder of RUYA Recruitment. Uh, Disha, hello and welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me on here. I'm so used to doing um, the questioning. So this is quite surreal <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: No, no pressure, no pressure, Tisha. It's it's great to have you. Now, one of the reasons I know Tisha very well is because she uh, actually recruited me and placed me in my previous role in in Oman. So I am eternally grateful uh, to Tisha and thank you for all your support. So I know her very well, listeners. <laughs> thank you for that again, Tisha.
1: You're welcome. And I think you forgot to mention your wife knows me very well, and the <laughs> school that your kids went to in Oman know me very well. As yes. Well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yes, it was. Uh, and we, we may come, come to that because it was an excellent service, Disha, I have to say. Thank you very much. Uh, well, so today, uh, what I want to do is um, ask Disha to introduce herself um, and give us an overview of how she uh, looks at recruitment, uh, to give us an overview of her uh, recruitment firm. And really, the focus is, is on Saudi here. So for those of you interested in working in the Saudi market, Disha is one of the best people to know. Uh, in in this market. So, Deesha, first of all, could you introduce yourself? How did you get started in recruitment? And then we'll come to the company.
1: Okay, great. Well, thank you again for having me on here. So, my name is Deesha, and um, I am the director and co-founder of Real Recruitment. Um, So, how I got started in recruitment, um, I think, like many fresh graduates, I was quite confused about what I wanted to do with my life straight out of uni. Uh, But I knew two things for sure. Um, I wanted to work for a multinational and um, I wanted to have a people-focused role. Um, So similar to you, when I'm quite extroverted uh, by nature. I do love talking to people, meeting people and helping people. Um, So recruitment just felt like the perfect fit
0: for me. Now now give us a briefing. Ruya, your company Ruya. Tell Tell us about Ruya.
1: So um, RUYA Recruitment is um, a UK-based company focusing solely on the Saudi market. Um, so for those who don't know, RUYA or RUYA is the Arabic word for vision. Um, and we specifically chose this name to show our commitment towards um, Saudi and the Saudi Vision 2030. Uh, so within Saudi Arabia, we only focus on board and sea level appointments. So that includes CEOs, CFOs, CTOs, et cetera. So executive hiring in Saudi Arabia, that's what we do.
0: I'd like to ask you about Saudi. Why Saudi uh, as a key focus?
1: So um, the reason we decided to only focus on Saudi comes down to our uh, business plan. Um, From my experience, the most successful businesses are the ones who are, you know, laser sharp focused on their business objectives and goals. Um, it's so easy to deviate from a plan even when you have a plan. <laughs> so it was quite important for us to stay close to that. Um, so when we knew, when we made our business plan, we knew we wanted to do executive hiring mm. and we wanted to have a geofocus. Um, so to be experts, we needed to live and breathe one space and really become famous in this one area. Um, and we needed a market that was large enough for our business to grow alongside it. Um, also pairs nicely with the fact that I've worked in this market for the last
0: eight years. But what are you seeing then? What trends are you seeing in the market um, in Saudi now versus when you started focusing? On, you know, how is the market developing? What are you seeing, Disha?
1: So that's that's a really interesting question, and you've you know made me think back to uh, to when I started. But I think number one has got to be uh, the change in appetite for international talent wanting to work in Saudi. Um, so five years ago, um, you know, when we would have when we'd have to recruit uh, somebody from overseas, Firstly, the response rate was very low, <laughs> um, and then if you did manage to get somebody who was, you know, interested to explore, the price tag would incrementally go up. Right. Um, then number three, if you if you got them to the stage where they were close to accepting an offer, they would get cold feet. So I'm not saying this would happen all the time, but it was quite challenging. Whereas now I'm just amazed by how many people actively approach me to re- to go to Saudi. So this is a complete shift that I've noticed in in Saudi Arabia or re- from recruiting for Saudi. Uh, so that's number one. Um, number two is the diversity in the sectors that we now recruit for. So um, so going back when I first started recruiting, it was only for banks, and oil and gas companies. And naturally, these were the two most, you know, established sectors for us to recruit for, or the ones who used external recruitment agencies back then. Um, Whereas now we recruit for FMCG, education, retail, and not to mention a sector that didn't even exist before tourism. (laughs) So that's, that's been quite, um, quite interesting. And, um, and number three would have to be uh, the drive towards nationalisation. So, um, so three years ago, there was you know a little after Vision Twenty Thirty came into play, um, there was a huge drive towards nationalisation, and this completely transformed the recruitment landscape. It went from only recruiting you know expats for niche positions to now focusing so heavily on on Saudi talent, and um, this came with its own. New set of learnings and and it really did you know rock the Saudi employment market. Um, you know we saw things like talent wars, um, salary inflation. Um, we also saw employee retention issues. So um, these have been quite fascinating to navigate, <laughs> and this just didn't exist five years ago.
0: If we come back to today Disha what what kind of roles or could you give us an idea of the types of roles that you're recruiting for without of course naming naming names but give us an idea of what what you've been doing
1: Yeah so we've been um we've worked on or we are working on a number of um CEO positions um chief AI officer that's quite an interesting one for us um we've had um C level professionals within growth and innovation you know these that was also quite a quite an interesting one. And CFOs, this is this comes up quite a bit. Uh, chief strategy officers, and these are across different sectors. You know, financial services, real estate, FMCG,
0: logistics. Could you say a little bit more Adisha, about that chief AI officer? Because I, I think a lot of people watching would be surprised to hear that.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it, AI drives a lot of um, business decision making in Saudi, you know, more than people would think um, here, or more than people would think around the world. Um, The government, you know, a lot of their decision making is based on, um, on AI and predictive modeling. So, um, so yeah, chief AI officer was quite a unique one for us as well. But I think it's it, it's quite a nice indication of how much importance they're putting on on this
0: position. Okay, next question then, Disha. What should candidates know about roles in in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia? Give give, give us some perspective on that.
1: From from my experience, um, it's one of the warmest, most welcoming, and uh, most dynamic countries I've ever worked with. Um, there's such a huge drive and ambition across. Every single person in the country wanting to contribute towards Vision 2030. Um, there's there's a real buzz in the air, which I'm sure you've noticed as well. Absolutely. Um, and it's like nothing I've ever witnessed before.
0: Now, what what then are you hearing? Because that, that's that's interesting. So what are you hearing then from from hiring managers? What are they saying to you when they're they're, they're speaking to you about getting candidates?
1: So every company has. Um, you know, their own views on what's what's important to them and their business. Um, but what what each company has in common or what they're saying is talent. So whether that be, you know, bringing on local talent or expat talent, um, every CEO prides themselves on aiming to attract the best talent from around the world.
0: So, Tisha, from hiring managers, that, that really interesting. But now take me over to, to your perspective on LinkedIn, because uh, this is a hot topic, I think, for lots of candidates and potentially hiring managers. Uh, But I I wonder what's your philosophy at Ruya on the platform? How should candidates be formulating their profiles uh, to help recruiters find and assess them? How do you use LinkedIn, please?
1: So I think um, a really quick thing people can do on LinkedIn or candidates can do on LinkedIn is um, there's an open to relocate feature on your profile so if you're interested to move to Saudi you need to put in there that you're open to relocate Saudi and whatever other countries you're interested in so that instantly helps recruiters find you wherever you are in the world so that's that's a really quick one you can do that immediately Um, another one that needs a bit more investment is um, try and be as active as possible through regular engagement in line with your interests so the more you engage the more linkedin will bring your profile to the forefront of people's home pages so whilst it's important to engage it needs to be relevant to your interests and to the companies you want to work with or through the agencies you want to be affiliated with um, and As you do that, you will naturally be showcased to potential employers on their homepages.
0: Disha, I have a number of colleagues constantly talking to me about their their LinkedIn profiles and and how how and what they should put into it. So, for example, there was a chap this morning I was speaking to um, who he's got his job title. uh, He's got next to nothing in his about section. um, uh, He's listed the last three or four roles, no detail at all. And then he sent me a CV his CV and says, introduce me to recruiters. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, uh, the, all the recruiters I know want to see a populated LinkedIn profile, quite apart from what you were just saying about activity. Could you talk, say some more about that, please, Adisha?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that scenario is very common. You know, a lot of people will just put in job titles and, and nothing underneath, but it's really important to have detail in your profile. Even if you can take some time to fill in, you know what industries you've worked in, um, what projects you've worked on, um, achievements is, is a really good one um, because achievements will also then tie in with the projects and these and then recruiters can use the words, you know, within their keyword search. Um, so yeah, content very important within the CV.
0: Where are you? Interesting question. Where are you on photos? On, on LinkedIn? Because again, I, I have a couple of people who, they, they have a, a funny photo on their profile <laughs> or, or no photo. I, yeah, is that useful? What What's your perspective on that?
1: Definitely, you need a photo on LinkedIn, especially if you're looking to be employed um, via LinkedIn. You need a photo, no sunglasses, no beach pics. <laughs> just, it has to be a professional photo. Uh, the amount of times I have, I mean, maybe I shouldn't, but I have judged a book by its cover because of a photo not being professional. Um, and it, it happens, you know. So, um, yeah, professional photo on LinkedIn.
0: If, if someone's watching Disha and going, oh, my God, right, okay, I, I'd like a C-level position in Saudi. Uh, I want to speak to Disha. What, how do they engage with you? And um, uh, dare I say they should have their LinkedIn profile ready be- before reaching out?
1: So I think on that... Uh, you know, keep, definitely keep an eye out on what I'm posting and what jobs go out through the RUYA LinkedIn page and the RUYA website. Um, and another one, I know it's quite silly, but I always remember the people who are always liking my posts and commenting on sh- or sharing. Um, and when I have the right role, I will get in touch with them.
0: Tisha, could you give us an overview of, of what does good look like? Right? How does the hiring process work? Your clients briefed you, yeah, and 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 then what? Give, give, give us an end to end, if if you can.
1: Yeah, sure. So I think the the key to a good recruitment process is is questioning, right? Questioning the client, questioning the candidate. So that makes or breaks the whole process, in my opinion. So that initial conversation with the hiring manager to get the ins and outs. Of the job, you know, of the team, the culture, the vision for the position, the vision for the company. These are really key points that we have to us and the client have to agree on from the beginning. And that is what kicks off everything else. Um, And that is really useful, even when we then approach candidates, because It really does help us paint a picture. You don't want to just be saying, oh, yeah, that's the best company in the world. And yeah, your future is set. You have to give them the whole view of what's happening. So so, yeah, I think that's that's really important in my eyes. And then, you know, um, of course, then that goes into the search. Um, The search happens in various methods. So, you know, we we rely a lot on our network. We've built in Saudi over the last eight years. and other recruitment techniques that, you know, are available to other agencies as well. But our network is the big one. Mm. Um, and then on the candidate side as well, again, questioning. So um, it's it's almost like an interrogation. I'm sure you've faced it with us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we have to, we do, I mean, for me, I have to get get to know every single aspect of that person's life. And, you know, their motivations and their future goals, um, you know, I think that will really give you a clear idea of, okay, is this person going to take the job? And more importantly, are they going to stay in the job? Um, So, yeah. And then, of course, we're involved in interview, um, offer management, you know, everything through and through I, it doesn't end i mean you know we worked together in 2018 it, it doesn't end
0: it, uh, when you say it doesn't end i mean it, it is for some of these, these especially these senior positions that you're you're recruiting for you're uh i mean, for 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 me you, you were great talking with my wife you know my wife had questions right because she's she's a or the decision maker right, yeah, <laughs> right? in, in exactly. this is is that that common
1: Yeah, that is that is common, Um, you know, sometimes it's a big move. I mean, it was a huge move for you and your family. So, right, absolutely. I'll talk to whoever you want me to talk to.
0: (laughs) I I remember you you actually uh, because I think my wife had a question about the schooling where we weren't quite sure. And did you am I right in saying you actually phoned the school? I I
1: phoned the school pretending (laughs) to be your wife. They asked me how old your kids are, and I didn't know, so I stumbled and I had to hang up. <laughs> but then I phoned back and we got the info.
0: Yes, yeah. So because that that's, you know, I, I think that's perhaps something that um, hiring managers might not, I mean, do they understand the the lens that you're often going to to make things as, as seamless as possible?
1: I don't think so, you know, and um, I think it really needs to be, because it's very hard to to explain like, what happens on the back end to, to make things happen. But there's a lot. There's a lot.
0: I have another question. Given we're, we're fintech today, uh, Adisha, I know you deal with uh, other sectors as well, um, but I'd like to ask uh, my final question to you. What's your favorite fintech app or service that you're using personally?
1: So I am loving the Starling Bank, right? I use them uh, for all my business banking these days. I've just moved over and um, I remember having to go to like the bank branches to get company bank letters, whereas now I just do it on the app. It's it's amazing. So I'm loving that one.
0: That's a good example. It's a great company. Great company and great service, isn't it? Yes. Oh yeah. No, Deesha, if people want, uh, I, I uh, my, my last point was how do people reach out? What's the best way of reaching out to you? How do they connect with you? If if they're a candidate, if they're a hiring manager, what's uh, what's the right, what's the preferred way of, of engaging with you?
1: Um, so LinkedIn is always great. You know, drop me a message. Um, I'll try and, you know, I'll try and get back to as many people as I physically can. Um, I tend to accept all anybody who sends me a request on LinkedIn. And, um, and yeah, I've got my uh, email address on there as well. So people can shoot me an email. Um, Or if you want to go on our website and just go into the contact us section that comes through to all of our consultants.
0: Great. Tisha, thank you so much. That was really, really stimulating. That's very kind of you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, Tisha. Thank you.